Hey everyone, we're back. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Hopefully by now. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. And there are a lot of topics that are not discussed in either of those settings. And that is why we are here for you. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Alan and Billy. Jed is taking this week off once again for some self-care. Arwen is still on his parental leave. So... <laughs> He won't be with us for the time being. It's okay. It's okay. Um, too bad we're rest, not. Bro. Too bad we're not paying him. Uh, get that EI, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no. Yeah. In this episode, we have another table talks for you guys. Uh, it's gonna be a good one because it's a thing that we all deal with or have dealt with. In the past, um, I'm pretty sure that we all go through this time and time again um, in certain aspects of our lives. And that is called doubt. So we'll be talking about doubt and how it plays out in our faith and how we can deal with it and how the church has dealt with it and should deal with it. Um, because there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians out there that are doubting. Um, not necessarily their faith, but certain aspects of their faith. Mm. Um, some definitely are doubting their faith, and we just need to talk about that. So, without further ado, this is our table talks episode. You like it, no doubt. Table talks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so good uh i guess a good way a good way to start this conversation is just to deal and talk about our own experiences with doubt and how that has played out in our faith so what's your experience with doubt guys i've been faithful since day (laughs) (laughs) that was a little too loud sorry i'm joking (laughs) Can you imagine? I'll be like, nah, I'm good. I'm perfect. I'm good. Why? I'm perfect. Yeah, what's wrong with you? I would say... Just, just believe. Uh, I think doubt... I really doubt for me a lot in... I think God's goodness in my life. I don't know how deep we're going. I'm just talking about this doubt where, I, whatever, where I'm doubting no, right now. Whatever comes up. Even where man, I'm whatever, doubting right now. Whatever scarred you the most, I guess. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what of, we're going for. One of the things that like I, I really doubted was just like, the validity of um Christ's death and resurrection. Uh wow. like okay. yeah. yeah, that was like one of the biggest doubts I used to have. Because I remember back in the day, I used to like be so like I used to like go on YouTube rabbit holes and then watch conspiracy theories. And then wow. I used to watch I used to watch a lot of like atheists uh talking like intellectually like argument against Christianity and why sure. it shouldn't yeah. exist. And that did create a lot of doubt in me because I had no answers to it. I had no facts, no nothing. Because like literally, my faith, my faith was based off like what I grew up growing up in church, what people told me, and it wasn't something for my own. So a lot of my doubt really came from like external, just like watching other people like pretty much combat it and like tear it down because of like how unstable my foundation of what my Christian beliefs and background was. Um, so that was that was nice. <laughs> of course, things have changed, and like, I actually uh, well, how, to look yeah. How it. did you break out of it? Just to, uh, just I, to go down that. Uh, just doing my own research because I really did believe in the powerful message of what the gospel was, and mm-hmm. I really did believe in the nature of man being sinful, and that we had a problem with it. And yeah. I'm like, and also like, there's no way. Like for me, like it still didn't make sense as to, to for God to not exist in my life. Like I don't think, even if I wasn't like, 
I was I would even think like if I wasn't Christian, like I didn't believe in Jesus, I probably would still believe in a higher power in, in God because like there's some things that like are just just don't make sense or like coincidences and things like that. Uh, but like yeah, like I had a lot of doubt just in the foundation, just like who Christ was. Did he really like did this all happen? This is all of this because this is literally like the pinnacle. This is the foundation of what it means to be a Christian, like founded on the gospel and Jesus Christ living. So once um, I did like a lot of research myself. Um, also watched a movie, Case for Christ. Case that for Christ. Was, <laughs> I, it was based off a book. But That's wow, what I was going like, to say, yeah. Making it. Lee, shout out to God Lee Strobel. Yeah, God bless that man. God bless, God that, bless man. that man. He blessed him really well. Like, <laughs> But like that also helped like in, in firming up uh, just that foundation and doubting just who Jesus was. Um, other places I've doubt is just, I think just like doubting in what God can do in my life because I've never really asked for it. And I I don't know if I'm, I think maybe I'm struggling with it now. Cause like, like, I feel like for me, I doubt God's power because I don't ask for it. Cause I'm like, it goes back to maybe, I don't think God would do it for me. I don't think that's in his will. So you know what? You know, maybe I'm not going to ask. That's where I am right now, I think. That's my experience with doubt. Um, even before that, when I grew up in the church, of course I had doubts. Because, like, again, it wasn't my own. It's just something you grow up in. Yeah. It's not It's not fully formed in your in your heart, in your mind. It's not solidified in who you are. And it's just, like, something spoon-fed to you. So it's just, again, shaky when you, like, just really sit down and think about it. Like, it might, like, made me doubt so hard, so... That's my experience without. <laughs> Mark. Um, my experience with that is kind of like different. Uh, my experience with that is just I, I don't find any instances where I've questioned or doubted God's existence or mm. Jesus's like the validity and the power of Jesus's sacrifice. Um, maybe I just didn't deal with it in my, (laughs) my own mind or heart. Like I I just didn't question it. Um, (laughs) but I've never really took the time to doubt that. And like, I've, I've always really believed that God existed. Um, maybe even blindly, um, or Jesus, like the existence of Jesus and all those things that people doubt. Um, it's, it was, it has never come into my, you know, questioning, uh, in terms of faith. Um, although growing up, I was living like I didn't believe in God's existence in my life because I just didn't make him a priority, I guess. But in my mind, um, there's always this knowledge and acceptance that God existed. Um, my doubt would be towards like certain doctrines by my church growing up and once i started exploring uh and studying deeply um yeah some doubts crept in like in terms of how we practice and should practice the sabbath or the validity of the sanctuary doctrine yeah i believe those things and to be true um basically but there was a lot of studying that had to be done um and yeah definitely there's still doubt but not necessarily doubt that rocks my faith it's just Mm. certain biblical you know like theologic deeply theological things that i have doubt in and that's my experience I think, um, I think it would have been uh, an interesting thing for us to bring in somebody that didn't grow up uh, in a Christian home in a Christian environment, uh, and that you know that that accepted Christ later on in their life, uh, because I tend to find those uh, those that are in that situation, they're like like a lot of them just on fire <laughs> on oh, fire yeah. for God. And they just, you know, there's just like this unshakable, unwavering type of deal for, for many of them. 
right? I, I can't say that there, you know, that there aren't people that, you know, that, that started and then they fall away. But I, I think the ones that, that kind of stick out the most, they're the ones that have like this rock hard faith because of where they came from and, and sort of like the journey that they've been on. So, the, mm. and the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, the three of us here, we grew up in a Christian environment. We, we grew up in Christian yeah. homes. Right? It's been a part of our life, you know, since day one, basically for all of us. Right. And mm -hmm. so, um, but Billy, what you, who you talked about, uh, and to a little more uh, lesser extent, what Mark talked about and what I went through as well is that, you know, we grew up, it was, it was given to you. These, all this information is presented towards you. Uh, but you as an individual person has to, you know, decide later on, you know, at some point, whether you're going to accept it or not, everybody mm -hmm. at some point in their life has to deal with the question uh, or has, yeah, has to do with the question, what am I going to do about Jesus? Every single person mm -hmm. that ever, that's ever lived has to deal with that, uh, with that question. Right. Uh, and so, you know, if you grew up in church, you know, you were taught all these things, all these doctrines and funny, you know, funny, easy to learn songs and these memory verses, these cute little memory verses and, and, you know, t-shirts and all that stuff. But eventually you're going to have to go away, be on your own, uh, when the rubber hits the road, particularly when, you know, uh, when the reality of life hits, you know, is this something that you can, you know, that, that you can rely on, that you can, that you can hold on to, and that will be something that is a part of, of your core, your being, your identity, whatever it is, you know, uh, that's going to be there. And so people, you know, you know, uh, those that grew up in, in a Christian environment, those that grew up in the church, as we say, that will be there, you know, at some, you know, at, every, at any point in their life, right? At some point, mm -hmm. uh, that biggest part. But I think also on a daily basis, right? I, I mean, if it wasn't about doubt, then, you know, if it wasn't about doubt and it wasn't about faith, right? Then God would be here. He would be in our presence and he would be like, you know, he would be showing himself and he'd be trying to, you know, convince us and stuff. But there's an element to it. There's this, you know, there's a deep backstory. There's, there's the, there's, there's, there's something that's happening behind the curtain of reality, right? Uh, that there's this, there's this, there's this constant battle within us, right? Uh, yeah. Of what we have to believe in, right? Mm -hmm. And because this is, a, this is all, this is about faith. This is all, this is about belief. Doubt is going to be a major player in that process. Yeah. Right? And so I'm not different than anybody else. I'm not different than you, Billy. I'm not different than Mark. I'm not different from anybody that's, that's listening to this. Right? Doubt is going to be there. Right? And uh, dare I say, it's going to be there until, you know, until Jesus appears in the, in the clouds and we all you know, come and meet him in the air. Or yeah. you wake up in the second resurrection and you're screwed for eternity. Like <laughs> one of those things <laughs> is going to happen. Right? Yeah. Then you'll know for sure at that point, that's when the end, I mean, that's when you will not have any doubt. Right. But mm -hmm. until then, until, you know, we have to deal with a God that we can't see, right. With processes that we're, we're, you know, that we're, that doesn't always fit into our situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, what's my experience with that? Well, what kind of day is it? And right? it happens every day, <laughs> right? It happens every day for whatever it is, you know, and because I'm the type of person that wants to know as much as I, you know, as I can to a certain extent, right. That whole, that whole saying, the more, you know, uh, the more you learn, the more, you know, that you don't know, right. Something like that. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, there's, there's that saying, right. And so you, 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 you're going to study, you're going to learn all this stuff, but eventually you can't explain everything. Fair. That's right? true. Yeah. And so you, you know, that, that's when it boils down. That's when faith kicks in, right? Then when, mm -hmm. that's when you, you enter that realm of faith and yeah. doubt is going to be the adversary in that, in that scenario. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And why not? Because if we're going to go biblical on this, that's how we fell in the first place. Right, that it's is true. the M, that is the mo of Satan, and mm. that's how he that's how he works. That's what his his main goal is for us to doubt and not believe. Right. Yeah. So it's a huge thing. Are you saying 
Let's get biblical. <laughs> is that what the segment is? Um, yeah, and I don't think there's any way of avoiding doubt. Really, it's a daily thing, as you said, right? Mm, it's, it can be, it can be as big as believing in God exists, or as little as I don't know if Jesus will do this for me. Yeah. You know, or like, I don't know if I'm going to get this job or I don't know if God, you know, if this is really I'm doubting if this is God's will. Right. Yeah. So really doubt is just an everyday occurrence, as you guys said. Um, and yet when it comes to doubt in terms of beliefs or doctrines, it seems that there is an intolerance towards it or it seems to be shut down right away um, by people who at least I think should know more, like leaders or adults. And I've seen that on Twitter. I've seen that on Facebook where uh, people complain that every time someone expresses their doubts that they're shut down or, you know, debated down to the ground. Believe so, <laughs> Just believe. Um, so why do you think there's such, like, an allergic reaction? I like that allergic reaction. Doubt. Oh, so itchy. Get that doubt off of me. Because uh, like I said, I think, I, think that's, uh, I think that's the weapon of the enemy. Right. He sows he sows seeds of doubt. Right. That's there. And so, you know, we automatically, as particularly as leaders, we don't want to give any kind of foothold to that for somebody that's doubting. And we want to automatically bolster bolster their faith and, and get them back on track because you know we don't we don't we don't want to lose them on our watch. Fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think that, you know, it's it's like not having it's almost not having faith in, in the work of the Holy Spirit that they can He can strive with us, mm. more effectively than we can try to argue you down, to, you know whatever. Whoa, it's like it's like doubt inception. Yeah, um, I'm doubting the Holy Spirit that He'll <laughs> do something with your doubt. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that He can't. Yeah, that He can't. That is a process, and like we said, like particularly for, you know. For younger people, when we're, when we're trying to, you know, see whether this is for us or not, it's a process. We have to go through, we have to explore that to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to explore that side to a certain degree for us to say, yeah, I don't want that side. I choose this side. Right. Yeah. Um, because that's the way we were built as of right now. I don't know if that would have been the case if Eve said no. But that's, that's the way it is right now. We know both evil and good. And so, you know, there's there's going to be that that process for us. We're going to have to, you know, for many of us, that curiosity of what the other side is going to be like. Yeah, we're going to explore it. Mm-hmm. You know, and for a lot of us, we're going to say, no, nope, I, I, I'm, I'm good with I'm good with God. Uh, I, I like what, what, you know, what I've been taught. I think it's the truth. And I'm going to choose this side. And unfortunately, uh, many of us will go the other way as well because, you know, Satan's, uh, he's, um, he's a formidable adversary, mm. right? And um, he's good at what he does. I mean, he only has one job, so. Yeah, so he better be good at it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You got one job to do. You had one job. <laughs> you had one job and he failed. This sucks. Sucks for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sucks for you, bro. <laughs> uh, I think. I think. Yeah. To add on to that, I think it's also just. I keep going back to my own experience, but I think it's just truth in it, because I think the church has become a place where righteous people meet up, so therefore. You cannot speak about unrighteous things amongst righteous people. So something like <laughs> doubt 
Like we have a culture of like, yeah, yeah. we don't we don't talk about doubt. I mean, a culture of like, if you're in this community, if you're in a church, like you are assured of your faith, then that's why you're here. If you're not, then why why be there in the first place if you can't like hang around with like the the higher ups of holiness? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it's really embedded within uh, like a, a church culture that is very unhealthy, that doesn't allow for people to to struggle with their doubt. Because like when people, well, I think like, the way I can I view it is like this is our faith. It's like let's say it's a it's a it's a ball filled with fluid. Actually, the fluid in the ball is our faith. Let's go. You can refill it. Day. You can refill it. Sure. <laughs> it's a ball. It's a ball. <laughs> and when I think of doubt, like you're cracking holes into that bowl. And then, like, your faith is deplenishing. However, there is, there, like, there are ways to patch up those doubts. Like, to, there's, like, like there's answers, I think. Or there's, there's ways to patch it up. So, like, your faith, so your faith doesn't, like, hemorrhage out and, and, and empty out, essentially. Um, so, I think doubt is good and a good, I, that's why I think, I, maybe, like, this is also how God is able to redeem doubt in, with people's faith. Because he's able to strengthen up the bowl itself of, of your faith. It's kind of like, what is that Japanese thing called again? Oh, it's called wabi-sabi. The acceptance of imperfection. So like there's a, so it's like say like they would, these people like in, in this culture, like people will break bowls and then literally glue them back together and create these imperfections. But like, I feel like that's what happens when like doubt comes, like, our, our bowl breaks. However, God redeems it. He can put it back, put our faith back together. It'll look different. It'll be stronger and it won't break. The, it won't, it'll be like less easy to break the second time because like we found those weaknesses in, in our, in our faith and like God has like reestablished it. So. Yeah. I think as a leader, we, we wish that we didn't have to doubt or not sure. have to, I wish we didn't doubt, uh, but we do. Uh, and I think what you talked about was sort of like the unhealthy, <laughs> the the <laughs> the leaders that just don't know how to like handle it, like they panic easily. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you're either with us or you're not. Get yeah, out exactly. if you're gonna it's like whatever. Like, yeah, because you know? yeah, it's almost like it's it's we don't want to be attached to anything that's that's on the losing side. Like we don't want to be attached to losers. Mm, true. Yeah. You're yeah, gonna yeah, doubt. Yeah. You're a loser. Right? You're you gonna bring us all down, man. You're just a yeah, downer, you're gonna, bro. Yeah, right? We're unified here, so you're either with us or you're against us, and you're out. Right? And if you're mm. not, and you know, uh, I, I, I wish, <laughs> I wish they find peace in the storm of their, uh, you know, whatever inadequacies, inadequacies that they feel, that you know they feel threatened, uh, and you know, I would be lying if I didn't feel that way sometimes too. Sure. So I guess that prayers for me um, as well. But in the same sense, you know, there's, yeah, there's, I, I think I, I can't see Jesus sort of freaking out that way when somebody doubts. <laughs> and so you would like, you would like us to be, you know, us leader as leaders to, you know, kind of handle it with a little, with a little bit more class, and a little <laughs> bit more, you know, you know, maturity and stuff. But, sometimes where you catch us on a bad day sometimes we have people that just aren't you know that haven't reached that maturity level yet and the panic is strong and <laughs> they'll try to get rid of you because you know you're you're not you're not with them mm-hmm. so i think i think a part of it too is just they don't know how to deal with it so it looks like they're they're against doubt because they just shut it down it looks like they're shutting it down actively but i think a part of it is just they don't know how to deal with doubt and so automatically they want to shut it down because that's the way they think they should deal with it right um it might have worked in the past where it was more of a you know this is how you should do it um and people were more inclined to accept things but it's like right now in the generation there's just so many things that there's just so many ideologies and there's just so many um, people who are it's just so cynical of everything that they'd want to make sense 
of everything before ascribing to that specific belief. Ooh, um, true. So at this point, I think the church just doesn't know how to deal with it. And that's why they seem like they're intolerant of doubt. And that's still dangerous, to be honest. Um, yeah. But it's not necessarily actively shutting down doubt, I think. Uh, but although some maybe do, or like most maybe do. Yeah, well, uh, even, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, just like, even like just the this culture that's happening in church, like people aren't even, they don't even feel comfortable in bringing up their doubts, like with two, like, wow, I would not feel comfortable feeling like when growing up, like if I was a kid growing up in a church, I don't think I'd be comfortable even like bringing up those doubts up to a pastor because like, oh man, this guy's too holy. Why would he want to deal with me? Because like, I'm not up to, to this level of faith that I should be. So why would I even go up to him? Or why would I even express this doubt to other people? Because uh, I'm, I'm too scared of what they would say. Save me. Maybe they're like, oh, like, why don't you, why don't you believe? Just believe. Like why, yeah, again, we, with the whole, you're yeah, not we with throw us. a whole bunch of verses at you. This is yeah, why yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, whole, answer, 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 answer. Without allowing them to process through the doubt and, and, and internalize um, and really establish in like the truth that is, that is behind these doubts rather than, you know, like, Here's an answer. Okay, see you later. Bye. Yeah, I mean, because, and I was gonna say, like, it's sometimes it's, it's a hard position for you know, um, leaders, particularly you know, clergy pastors, that suppose that's supposed to have the answers. When you look at the Bible, that you know, it, you know, it's it's all about not doubting. It's about having faith and believing, right? And so when you look at the Bible, all all it tells you is like you shouldn't doubt. And you should believe, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the way that you should. And if you have it, you know, I don't know. Uh, but it's almost like, you know, we, we forget the human element of, yeah, for sure. you know, of, the, of that journey. Mm -hmm. And I think when the Bible talks about, you know, doubt in a certain way, it's thinking about the best of it, right? Uh, trying to, uh, you know, in, in its way of, of, of uplifting us uh, out of our doubt. But I also don't think that, you know, Jesus uh, or the Holy Spirit that, you know, that moved the authors to write whatever they wrote would not think that, yeah, people doubt on a daily basis, sometimes on a moment by moment basis, right? And that, you know, they take that to account. They take that, the, the, the understanding and the patience into account. That's why patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit, and, you know, and, and dealing with people in kindness and gentleness, right? Um, and so it's almost like for a leader that is dealt, that that comes up with somebody with doubt, we have to have the answers on a biblical uh, on a biblical framework and say, here, this is why you should this is why you should believe. This is why you, you don't have to doubt. Uh, and there's validity to the sense that yeah, we shouldn't doubt because, um, like I said, you know that's that's sort of like the weapon of the enemy. And so you know there's 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 a dangerous game that that happens, but at the same time, there's a human element that we're we are born with right because of the fall right uh mm. and so let's be patient with one another and let's you know um be used by the holy spirit to bring up the verses that are relevant but also the experiences that we each, we each have to recognize mm -hmm. that you know people have doubts and they can still be strong christians yeah. <laughs> they can yeah. still grow right yeah. uh God hasn't given us yet because, you know, you know, that doubt isn't a cliff that we jumped off of. Mm -hmm, sure. Right. It's a slippery slope, no doubt. Pardon the pun. But, you know, I mean, in the same sense, in the same sense, God is still able. His arm is very long. And even if we jump off, he can catch us if mm -hmm. we want him to. Yeah. Is there do you think is there um any instances when doubt is good for your faith? I I think for the person that that wants that that's that needs to see the big picture. Yeah, there's going to be a point where they're going to see it, uh, and hopefully they see more of God, you know, that makes sense in the realm of their their reality. Uh, 
you know, and for them to say, yeah, I've seen the other side. I've doubted God, right? And he's proven me time and time again. So there's, it, 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 I think the times where doubt is helpful is when it gives context to when God shows up and he bolsters our faith. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think for me, when I see doubt is good for your faith is when like, cause it, it sort of lets you avoid accepting things outrightly. Mm-hmm. So like right away. So when people give you Bible studies and people give you, you know, like all these texts, let's say like, Oh, you should believe in this particular, let's say modesty. Um, just to be safe out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to be safe. Modesty. Uh, let's say people give you verses on that. I think when it comes like the right, the good kind of doubt is the doubt that makes you want to search for more uh, and uh, makes you want to study things for yourself rather than taking it from people. Yeah. So I think like that's, one doubt is good for your faith is because when you study it for yourself, your faith is like stronger. Your, that faith is yours. It's not what anyone told you, mm-hmm. but it's how you've struggled with God. And yeah, it can grow your faith in that way. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it's like, it goes on how, what, what you, so when doubt comes, like how do you go about it? That, that what you're kind of saying, because like, when you do doubt, like, I could just doubt and be like, okay, I can just spiral into, like, the circle of doubtness and then the circle of, like, oh, I just don't believe in this anymore versus, like, I guess taking an active role when doubt comes, you're like, okay, I don't believe in this. Like, is there resources out there? Is there something in scripture that says something? Or is there someone else experienced this doubt and, like, well, how did they process through it? Um, yeah. Yeah, if it spurs you to... To understand more and to learn more and mm-hmm. to delve into, yeah, I think you know that that's what you know Mark was was talking about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's sort of this rubber band effect. It's like you know you doubt to certain, and then it snaps you all the way to the other side to see. You know, let me prove that. Let me doubt my doubt and see how I can get rid of that. So when it scares people into, oh. you know, they're like, yeah, I'm doubting about my faith. I don't want to believe this. I don't want to. I don't want to be here. Let me run to God and let me. I'll, I'll bury myself in a whole bunch of psalms verses that make me feel better nice. mm-hmm. which is cool you know because i think that's that's what actually psalms talks about right he's our he's our, our rock he's our our shelter right we run to him right we stand on the promises right and so i guess yeah mm-hmm. doubt can be good that way if you get scared of your doubt because you're doubting <laughs> you don't want to be there <laughs> Help my unbelief, God. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, help my unbelief. unbelief. Absolutely. Help my unbelief, right? That guy's. God bless. That him. guy was pretty much just saying, "I'm still doubting." Yeah. But I believe in you, man. It's like so. the desire to like. I want to believe in you. Yeah. Like Can I- I'm. I'm choosing you. Like I, I. I want to move forward towards who God is and who Jesus is. Like that's that's a doubt that spurs on. Like when is doubt bad, or mm. when it when does doubt become dangerous to your faith? It is dangerous to our faith, right? Just just all in all, right? Just all around. I mean, there we 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 know that there's there's good instances of it, uh, you know, uh, but those are sort of like the silver linings for us, um, I think as well. Um, it brings us, it gives context to our faith, as I've said. Uh, but it is dangerous, right? It, I think, I mean, from my point of view, yeah, that's, it is a dangerous thing and you can't take it lightly. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's what everybody goes through, right? And so try not to freak out about it. Um, and at the same time, at the same time, you know, we have an, an entire book that, that is designed to help deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just don't beat people over the head with it. 
I agree. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just don't be people over their head with it because in that in that regard, you're going to push them further away. Right? It's talking from a, a leader's point of view. Right? Psalms uh, one twenty four. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just, it's gonna you know it, it's a scary time for somebody that's 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 undergoing doubt too, right? Very scary. If you yeah, if you're if you've grown up in the church, your entire like your belief system is being rocked. Right. For sure. That's not a good place to be in. Right. Uh, so hopefully we, we we remember that as individuals when we're when we're met with somebody that does doubt and try not to freak out. Because uh, I know I've done. Uh, I've there have been times where I've handled it great. There are times where I handle it not so great. And so <laughs> mm. now just try to remember that. Right. Um, so it is dangerous. Let, let me just let me put it out there. It is dangerous. There are there are good instances of it. There is it, it's it's part. I believe it is part of the process to it. So don't freak out. Uh, I, I guess is the message that I'm saying. That's true. Like expecting like doubt is gonna come. It's not like once you believe in Christ and you believe in the gospel, like doubt is your your it's instantly rid of and your faith is like hundred well, percent sure. assured, well, right? Sure. I mean, what what does Jesus you know compare our faith to? A mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Right, but eventually it grows. But everywhere in between, right, there's going to be stressors. There's going mm-hmm. to be things that cause it, that helps it to grow and not to grow. That that are against it. That's doubt. It's part of it's part of the reality of it. It's going to be there. Just try not to freak out about it. Mm-hmm. Adapt. But you know what's interesting? I was listening to Kara Powell, uh, who is one of the authors for the Growing Young book. She was being interviewed by Kerry Newhoff in his leadership podcast. And what she's saying is that doubt is not the killer of faith. It's, it's unexpressed doubt that is the killer of faith. Um, which means yeah. which means uh, we can have doubt and it's not necessarily bad, but it's when we let it fester in our hearts. Uh-huh. without talking about it with anyone or um it when it just sits in us without us sharing our doubts to anyone who might be able to help us with it then mm. that kills your faith mm. and yeah like the, it's just like completely walking alone in doubt just like any any other struggle in life and you struggle with sin. If you're walking in it alone, like there's no accountability, there's no community around you to help support you in that doubt or even in any struggle. Um, yeah, it definitely, if it festers, then boom, it's gonna take over you and then like manifest itself in, in, in to disbelief. I guess, like It'll to disbelief. Yeah, to disbelief. Yeah, and that's like I guess like this. That's the the fear of like literally every Christian who 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 believes. For themselves and for like their brothers and sisters, like if if they doubt, then the fear is like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be left out of the family. They are not gonna receive this wonderful blessing, this wonderful gift of salvation, and they won't be able to be with Christ for eternity. And I guess that's why we're so like against doubt within the church or within like as a, as a as a community because like we don't want people to 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 leave the family to leave. Um, like what we know that is true in our hearts and what we, we know that is true in our hearts. And yeah, so like when I hear, when I see like, um, like when I like read a, I saw like an article about like uh, Christian, one of uh, some guy, he was like the leader of, of a band, a Christian band. And he, it was a big thing when he um, went on Instagram and he talked about like his whole journey of doubt and disbelief. And that led him to just stop believing in God. And like I guess that and like literally I guess like it sent like waves through uh the church the church news and in and, and the Christian world because like it's kinda like a loss, like it's kinda like a death mm. because like we someone is just like I guess like walking like they're they're believing in into death essentially, right? Um I don't know where I was going that with that, but <laughs> Welcome yeah. to my world, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think we we kind of, and I could be wrong, but I'm I'm having this idea that I'm trying to formulate this idea that there are levels to doubt. 
right? Mm, There's the yeah. dot where it's like you hear something, it's just like, huh, um, let me let me see if I can like is that there's some things that don't quite fit right uh in our in the way that we understand things so maybe we need to go and and see how it all fits then there's like the dot where it's like um yeah i don't think that's gonna be the way it is right where it's a little bit more and then there's like the dot where it's like yeah bro i don't i don't think that's it Mm. right Mm. and then there's just like a full-blown like no that's not real that's when it's disbelief so i think there are levels to it i could be wrong but i think that's I mean, I think if there are other words for it other than 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 uh, than doubt, uh, then maybe that's it. But for me, yeah, doubt has levels to it, um, and so I guess some of our <laughs> answers are going to be different depending on which level of doubt you're at. Wow, hmm. are we like creating and establishing the theory of doubt, the theology, no the theology, the theology of, of doubt? <laughs> I'm sure somebody else has figured it out. There's nothing. Theology I'm pretty sure. Like, wow, that sounds like that exists like somewhere out there <laughs> in the world. Yeah, but you know, I mean, like, even if you look at you know, agnostics and atheists, right? One says, yeah, it doesn't believe, which is total disbelief, and then the others are like, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't think it is, I don't know if it is true, but I don't, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Right, leaving the window open that there is the possibility that it, you know that there's you know a divine being or like a higher power and that sort of thing, and so I can't help but think that yeah, there's something similar very much to doubt mm-hmm. right, in the Christian faith in just about any faith, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess there are some there are you know whatever answers that you're given as leaders as somebody that's that's in the Christian faith that we may have to tailor that. And find out where this person's, you know, level of doubt is, what mm-hmm. level they're at, and then tailor the answer to that. Sure. Does that? Yeah. Does that make I sense? think even more than even. No, I agree with you. I think that's totally your theology of doubt levels. <laughs> definitely levels to it. <laughs> and I think there's, I think there's even more we can do to just like tailoring answers. There's, there's like the ability to walk with these individuals, the ability to help them process through them and give them an open space to voice their doubts. Just like Mark said, like um, unexpressed doubt is like the thing that kills his yeah. faith. So let's find out those levels. Let's find out theology of faith and let's talk about it. Let's go yeah, right into of, it. What DEFCON yeah. level are they at? <laughs> I mean, just, are we, doubt are we talking about, yeah, are we talking about how we're ready to like blow this whole thing up or is it like, you know, something that we were, we're mildly aware of? Mm-hmm. We should keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Yeah. So in light of all these things that we mentioned, uh, what are some ways the church can better deal with doubt? Aside from the things that you've mentioned. <laughs> I was just going to oh, say, wow. man, find the levels. Talk <laughs> to the person. Understand where they're, you know, where they're at. Right? Because it may not be like, I'm, they may not be like, I'm ready to leave the church. I don't believe there's their God. You know, uh, and we're, but we're treating it like that. And all they're all they're saying is like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if if I don't I don't I, I'm pretty sure women can wear pants. I don't know about that that whole theology aspect, <laughs> right? It's you know it's just find yeah. out where they are. I mean, but I, the, I think the problem is that people view that as in the same levels. Yeah, as true. all their yeah, like, like they to clump it all together, right? Pants, yeah. God's existence. All the same level. Women ordination. Maybe, maybe God's it's a slippery existence. slope. Maybe they're like they. I think it's just like they think like once you start there, once you start at this like small level of like modesty, it's a slippery slope. To like oh, they're definitely gonna stop believing in God sometime soon. Yeah, that's like yeah. I think that may be. That, it. I don't think that exists. That does not exist. That may be it, but there's a reason that that's a f- logical fallacy. Right? Yeah, sure. Slippery slope. Now I want to say that for some people it is. That some people that 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 will be a thing, right? Uh, Definitely, that's the trick. Yeah. I think everything you know. I think that for for each person, we have that one thing that Satan knows that it's gonna like it's it's gonna trigger us bad. Sure, right? Those are the slippery slopes that that you know individually we should be aware of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we kind of need to avoid, like the plague. But you know, for somebody else, they might think that that applies to everybody. Right, yeah. and you know, <laughs> but I, they'll go into DEF, DEFCON like whatever, and and they'll 
throw, <laughs> throw all kind of verses on them and throw the Bible at them, and in the process get rid of them when they're trying to like hold them together. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Operation Phoenix. Um, <laughs> but I really like what you said. Um, just understanding that there are different levels and being aware of that and being aware of where the other person is at. Um, I think also it's just the church can deal better with doubt and just understanding the other person, which is, you know, like, as you said, different levels, but in terms of my experience, um, listen to them. My favorite. I love listening. Without saying anything, yeah. um, conversate with them and not in a way where you're going to try to correct them. Um, they came to you. They came to you for a reason, right? And like you just got to understand where they're coming from and that's empathy, right? And you just got to understand that they're already coming from a place of insecurity, they're already coming from a place of uncertainty, yeah. right? And they're all, and they're coming to you in a posture of vulnerability. And then what do you do? <laughs> you what? beat them up with verses. No, it's like and then I will never be vulnerable. I'm never gonna express my doubt. Yeah, I'll express and, doubt, and then boom, it's festering, and then it's boom. It's, yeah, and like what? What does that lead a, to? It's it's, yeah. it's what first if if you're a person that the person if that doubting person trusts you, like you, you should be able to, you know, deal with that trust in a trustworthy manner, I guess. Um, and like, don't beat them up. Yeah. Right. With verses. It's like just understanding that it's not your job to correct them. Ultimately it's the Holy Spirit's job, but we always have this, mentality that it's our job necessarily to put them in a correct path um and that it's up to us right and not the holy spirit so it's like we're really not having faith in the work of the holy spirit to set them in a in in the right path and what does that do like when we correct them with verses when we say when someone comes to you is like hey i don't believe that um let's get to a more serious not not like modesty i don't believe that what's a more serious one uh i don't believe believe, uh, there's a holy spirit yeah i don't believe in the trinity i don't believe that there's a holy spirit Right. And then you believe that there's a Holy Spirit, then you automatically, hey, this is the verse in Genesis one. It says the Holy Spirit um, hovered in the waters. But (laughs) (laughs) um, and then like what happens? Right. That 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 will cause people to clam up. That will cause that person to just like if you shut them down, they'll shut down. They'll lose their trust in you. They'll lose that. Um, confident confidence that you you are there to hear them out and what happens like they're not going to talk to you anymore and what happens after that they're going to feel like more and more isolated because people in the church like no matter how many elders or leaders that they go to same thing happens all the time where they're getting shut down they're getting beat up they're getting proof texted right here right there um in all instances and so what does that happen what happens is that they'll feel isolated and then people are gonna people are gonna start talking about them that they're a heretic and that they're you know like they're doubting and what happens after the isolation they they'll feel like they have no one to talk to and then after that they'll be befriended by someone outside the church and they'll find confidence in that person because that person is from another church. That person is from another denomination and they're more loving and they're more accepting and they're more about Jesus. And guess what? They're automatically going to have affinity towards that person. And by and large, in effect, they're going to have affinity towards the organization that that person comes to. 
Mm. So that's true. That's true. That's true. They're gonna be attracted to the other church rather than them being attracted to stay in your church. And that's if you're lucky. Right? Yeah, if you're up, lucky, guys. a this Christian. This feels like a personal story. No, no, it's not a. No, it's not a personal <laughs> it's story. Not you, but like, there's something. Um, that's if you're lucky, because if you're lucky, then a Christian comes and gets them, and there's that person is still Christian. Yeah. If you're unlucky, your they member leave. will they be leave. talking. Yeah, the your mem- the the member will be befriended by an atheist, right? An atheist who poke holes into they're already holy holy wow. full of holes oh, <laughs> <gosh>. beliefs <laughs> um, oh gosh if you're lucky they'll be scooped up by a Christian if you're but if you're not totally lucky they'll be scooped up by an atheist who is gonna talk with them who's gonna be accepting who's gonna poke holes in like their their beliefs and guess what they're gonna turn into an atheist. Yeah. And so I think I think there needs to be a level of awareness in how to deal with it. It's just just there be there to listen. Mm. If if someone comes up to you, hey, I don't think like I don't know about the Holy Spirit, like you don't automatically go, oh Genesis one or the the Holy Spirit was in a form of a dove. Put up the Bible. Show um, here. In Acts, it says, in Acts, it says, um, Priscilla and Aquila, wait, uh, Sapphira, Ananias Sapphira. and Sapphira, who I always like mix. Uh, Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit must be real. And if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, then you're not christian anymore you can't be a member of this church and so if we do that automatically like that's not good um you're just there to listen um instead of doing that just say hey let's go out for coffee on monday or if you don't believe in coffee um, <laughs> <laughs> let's hey, go have some people, it's a, it's a let's thing let's go that's have lunch for somebody let's go have Down lunch coffee, slippery slope man that gossip juice man that's gossip <laughs> Let's let's go have lunch on Monday and let's yeah. talk about it. And you talk about it and you listen and it's an ongoing dialogue. It's not you debating them. It's and that's what people need. Like uh you know, people to listen to them. And that's how like I think the church needs to deal better with doubt. Mm. Yeah, I think and you know, I, I was thinking all throughout, you know, um what you were saying is that um, I feel bad for for people that that are in that situation where somebody comes to them in their doubts. They're aware of the like they they feel the gravity of the situation, but they just freak out, right? Because they don't want to yeah. be that guy that <laughs> that let them get away. Like you know, it's just you know you 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 hear verses of you know of 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 um, people that that drive away others and. You know they're they're not looked kindly upon in the kingdom of of heaven, right? You don't want to. We don't want to be that guy. And so it's just like you freak out and you panic and you start throwing verses at them, um, you know, hoping that they you know that whatever you say will not let them leave. Unfortunately, I'm sure there are situations where that has happened and they have left. And so the thing that you didn't want actually happened because you did it. Right? Uh-oh. Uh oh. And so I I have <laughs> I I have I have uh pity <laughs> not pity but like like i understand people in that situation because i've been there as well yeah for sure right because you know somebody uh somebody would have have doubts they've expressed it to a friend they're like you should talk to the pastor <laughs> those, ah, are, those are to you and you don't always and you're supposed to have the answers and you don't right and so it's just almost like yeah i better do this because it can't happen on my watch right uh you know i'll get you know my my you know, my boss will get letter will get letters, and you know, it'll be a bad review, and you know, God won't look kindly on me because I let I you know I was the guy, I was the last defense, and I and I failed at it because you know I didn't have the right answers, and they left, and that soul is on me, right? His blood is on my hands, mm-hmm. right? There, I, I I believe there are people that are in that situation. So if you are, you know, 
I love you, man. Just, just hang in there. Try to be more patient. <laughs> just try to be more patient. Don't freak out because you know God's still got a plan. He, you know, he's that person came to you for a reason. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that, and I'm sure that reason isn't to beat them over the head with some Bible verses. So keep calm and, <laughs> and like Mark said, just understand where their levels at, and then yeah. just pray, 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 pray during that conversation for wisdom and words and what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Because yeah. I think most people are in that boat, and I want to acknowledge that there are people in the other, which are in another boat that that they just don't want like anything that has to deal with with failure attached to them. So they'll you're either with us or you're against us, and we'll kick you out if you're not if you're not if you're not totally down. If you ain't ride or die, get out. <laughs> That's so sad. It's so sad. Right, so. Like, man, yeah, I think I, I agree with all you guys. And I really like, really like what Mark said. Because it feels like, like for me, like when, when I'm dealing with someone who approaches me about it, the approach is the key part. Like, I could tell people's verses. I could tell people all the Bible answers, like no problem. But it's all about like, if you're able to do this in a loving approach, again, like keeping those, uh, like keeping your questions open-ended, um, trying to like, I feel like it's like kind of a gentle redirection. It's like what if a ba- like a baby crawling, you know, they're crawling, they're trying to walk straight, trying to go to like a door or something, but they're veering off. You're like a little, maybe you just gently tap them and slowly guide them in a very gentle and loving way, versus like, oh, I'm a friggin' throw this baby <laughs> to, the, to to where it needs to go. Um, so I think approach is is crucial is is crucial, and yeah, definitely having an open ear is. So, so crucial. Yes. But I was thinking about it. Because, like, what if we do lead this person to doubt? Or, well, well, not us exactly. Like, what if this person does choose uh, to doubt, they choose to leave? Like, I think we shouldn't even stop. Like, we shouldn't we, we shouldn't stop, like, oh, like, how we usually, like, oh, they're not within the Christian church. Uh, let me just, like, cut them off from my circle of friends. I'm not going to talk to them. da 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 So, I was thinking, like, they've left the faith. Like, I really believe that God has called us to even, like, love them in that place of where they're completely left the church because we, we can't lose, we, like, we, sh- we, we, sh- that, we shouldn't lose hope. That means we're doubting the power of what God can do, even yeah. someone that proclaims it, right? Yeah. And again, from, I really believe it's approach. And what um, people need in this time of doubting is, like, a relationship, a listening ear. They need love. They need acceptance to know that, when they are in this vulnerable state, when they are in this doubt, they're not going to be shunned away because essentially, like, if we do shun them away, in their mind, like, oh, God's shutting me, shutting me away because I have doubt. And that's totally not the God, that's totally not who God is, and that's totally not the God we're representing. And that's totally not the, not what not what Jesus taught us to, to show to other people who right. are doubting. So, And I think in response for, for me, I'm building on that, I think I've bear one another's burdens. Right. So even before they get to the point where they're, you know, they've left the church, right. They're still there with doubt. And you know that they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Right. Yo, just bear that burden for, you know, the the understanding that, yeah, they're not, they're not there. Maybe, you know, later on down the line, you know, you know, the struggling that the Holy Spirit has in the, on their heart, that same Holy Spirit that they don't believe in. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, As a person, as a person, let's get it straight. Uh, that as a, they don't believe in the Trinity, but that same person of the Holy Spirit works on their heart. Hopefully, down the line, that they'll come around and they'll see the power. You know that that the Holy Spirit. You know, poor guy. He he's always like left behind. Like he doesn't get enough shine because <laughs> the other two are just like totally outshine him. But yeah, like the Holy <laughs> Francis Chan says, the unfor- the forgotten Un- God. Un- God, yeah, yeah, the forgotten guy. Yeah, like he's he's just there in the background. Like so, yeah. That 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 striving with that person's heart will you know bring them back to it, right? So until then, we are called to bear one another's burden. Obviously, so much harder to say. I mean, so much easier to say mm-hmm. than than to do. Sure, definitely. Right? Particularly if you're going through your own doubts, right? Oh. Uh, but that's you know that's what the Christian life is about. That's what the experience is about. And knowing that the Holy Spirit and Jesus will you know they'll give you that strength to continue on. That's second thing. Uh, the first thing, actually, uh, yeah, we're not saying don't use verses, because 
we're not saying use don't use verses because those have been inspired by God, right? The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit has used has used people to pen those things so that millions and billions of people can be saved throughout the centuries, uh, saved from their doubt, saved from you know from the wiles of Satan and hit and that weapon of his, right? So we're not saying that we're saying. Be wiser when you use it. Mm. Yes. Be wiser when you use it and how you use it. Right? If you're... I fully acknowledge that there are some people. There, there's, I'm sure there's some people that just need, you know, a swift kick in the pants to get, you know, out of that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, what was I thinking? I also believe those are not the majority, but a very few minority. Mm. Very on your level of doubt. Yeah, there's a very small minority that needs that kick in the pants, mm-hmm. right? And what they really need is somebody to help them carry that burden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Until until that that doubt subsides in the power of the Holy Spirit, and yeah. the light of you know, in the light of God's love, and His Word. So yeah. you know, um, ask for discernment, right? When it is, but just know that that's probably not going to be the case. So don't kick them in the pants. With Bible verses and whatever, <laughs> they don't because need a that's right probably now. <laughs> not going to work for you, you know. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a it's a bad ratio. There's always right? that logical person that it works like that. Yeah, that, some, um, yeah. Not logical, but you know, book intellectual. Yeah, intellectual. Like, they need like where... their faith is intellect needs to be intellectually flipped. Yeah. Yeah, and then their emotional and heart will be, you know, yeah. flipped. But yeah, we'll they need follow. that intentional flip. Yeah, yeah we'll follow. Yeah. There are some people that are like that in that in that specific uh, moment in time, right? And we're not even sure if I'm not even sure if that person needs that every like all the time, right? It just may be that that one particular time they just needed to, you know, just get a good head shake <laughs> and get come back to his senses. <laughs> <laughs> right or her, right? Yeah. Let we're equal opportunists here, so it could be her as How well. Dare you? You can doubt. <laughs> you can doubt. You can doubt. So yeah, I mean, I I fully recognize that 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 scenario might exist, but I'm telling you, for the majority of them, that's not the case. Be gentle, bear one another's burdens, right? Have patience and know that the Holy Spirit—that's His job. Just be ready to be used by him. So many other situations in this whole wide world that can be fixed if we just sat there, listened, and thought how to move forward wisely. So, yeah. And if if you're if if you're listening to us and you're going through a a season of doubting God and whatever that doubt is, whatever, as we said, whatever level you're in. Yeah. We're, we're just, we just hope that, you know, the light comes and God comes through for you and you'll see how good he has been to you and how he is fighting for you. And if you want to talk to someone, you know, you can always message us. You know where we're found. Uh, we say it every episode. Um, and <laughs> this is not just promotion. And if you don't, listen to previous episodes. You'll, you'll yeah. be there. Um, and this is there. not just promotion. Like, we want to be there for people. Uh, so if you really send us an email or message us on our social media, uh, we'll be sure to, you know, give you an answer um, after thinking about it and listening to you and being by your side um but yeah we just want to assure you that god is loving and god is caring and whatever doubt you're going through that um he has grace um and it's sufficient for you to understand if you really seek after him and after jesus and so yeah i think that's a good way to just say goodbye for now Mm. and when it comes to your doubt, we just pray for that and may your doubts be few and um, just the Holy Spirit may come into your life and to just enlighten the things, enlighten you in the things that you've been searching for. With all that said, um, we are here weekly 
and you can tune in every Wednesday for the new episodes um, as well. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the handle at the Prodigals Pod. Uh, if you like us and want to listen to more episodes, uh, the past episodes, just type in The Prodigals Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcasting app. And and if you like us, also. And please subscribe and follow us so that you can always be up to date with our episodes. Um, if you could do so kindly please leave us a rating and review that way we can reach more people out there that way we can reach more people out there in the world uh, that's all we have for you today so we hope that you stay blessed and that you stay faithful and that you join us next week for another episode of the prodigals podcast the prodigal